Welcome back to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic. Today's subject is uh, horizontal geological movement in homes. Now, in a couple of previous segments, we've talked about vertical movement, which is settlement. This time, we're talking about the home moving not vertically or down, but side to side. There are a couple of different ways that Mother Nature can cause your home or the home that you're inspecting to move horizontally. One would be landslides and another would be earthquakes. Generally, you're not going to get forces like wind to move a structure at all. Hopefully not. But these are the sorts of things that you're going to want to have on your radar so that you can correctly identify, in this case, a horizontal movement and protect your client and protect yourself. So let's start with landslides. Now, there are some concepts that I need you to understand as relates to landslides. First off is in a landslide, you know, people often think of a landslide being a surface flow of rocks that are just running down a hillside. That is called a landslide, but that's not the kind of thing that damages homes anywhere near as much as what is called a landslide in the engineering and soils type world. That sort of a landslide is a rotation of soil on a hillside, and that sort of thing can be disastrous to residential structures or homes. So a couple of key terms are the heel and the toe. So if you would imagine burying a bull, well, maybe just a Cheerios bull, in a hillside. It's going to be on an angle. And the top side of that bowl, and let's assume for a moment that you even bury that bowl again in soil so that you don't necessarily see our Cheerios bowl on the hillside. But it's there. At some point, when that soil inside the bowl gets wet, it might just decide that it wants to slide out of the bowl and try and uh, flow its way a little bit down the hillside. That is the sort of thing that can happen in a landslide. The heel, again, is the top side of a roundish, I want to call it a moon-shaped section. The bottom side is the toe. Quite often what happens in construction is that a contractor is going to take the toe, the bottom side, out of a hillside. As he does so, that toe is important for keeping the rest of the soil above it in place. And if you don't have that resistance, the friction resistance, to keep the soil above it from flowing, then quite often that soil is just going to do just that. It's going to flow downward and cause major structural damage, quite often totaling a structure. That actually happened not too far away from where I live. I did an inspection up against the hillside, and I actually had my client ask me if I thought that there was going to be any landslide sort of problems at that location. I told him at the time that I was only aware of landsliding happening about 100 miles to the south. It wasn't close, but there was nothing that I was aware of in that vicinity, and so I told him it would probably be fine. Months later... We had a very wet spring, and sure enough, probably about a half mile or maybe less from where that inspection happened, where the toe had been cut, you had a large chunk of hillside that decided it wanted to move down the hillside, and it completely took out a couple of, I think it was four plexes. 
So huge loss of value there because Mother Nature wasn't being respected. If you see as part of your inspection where the toe of a hillside has been cut, I want you to think, all right, that soil above it now has motivation to want to move down and fill in that toe. And what's going to happen when it does that? There's another important concept that I want you to understand. And again, as you talk to your clients about this, you can help them to understand that you do know a few things and that you are worth your fee. In this case, that concept is what's called the angle of repose. If you would imagine having a five-gallon bucket of gravel, another five-gallon bucket of sand, and maybe another five-gallon bucket of wet clay. As you pour that bucket on maybe just a flat concrete pad, there will come a point at which, let's take the gravel for a minute. You're pouring the gravel down, and it's going to, of course, create a small pyramid. It's going to have an angle at which, when you pour more gravel on it, it's going to keep that angle. Pouring more gravel on it is not going to cause the angle to be steeper. That is what's called an angle of repose. Angle of repose being the maximum angle at which a particular material can be without basically landsliding or rolling down the hillside a little bit. You try to get more material on it, it's just going to flow and then duplicate that same natural angle of repose. By contrast, if you were to pour sand, it has its own angle of repose. And if you were to pour wet silt or clay, that will have its own angle of repose. So that's an important factor because if you see a home that is built on a hillside that has not been affected recently, that usually means that it hasn't been affected in the last few billion years, that's a pretty good indication that it's not going to do anything in the next 10 years. So you'll want to pay attention and see if that natural angle of repose for the hillside that you're looking at if that is mature, meaning that it hasn't been pushed around by bulldozers, backhoes, or what have you. So that angle of repose, you might want to look at that a little further on Google. I probably was not anywhere near as clear as what I needed to be in talking about that. But that is an important factor for you to address as you're inspecting homes that are on or near a hillside. Okay, the next subject that I want to cover would be earthquakes. Now, I did an inspection, again, up on that same hillside a number of years ago. The buyer was from California, so, of course, he was super concerned about earthquake issues. Turns out the area that I inspect in actually has more earthquakes than California. They just tend to be smaller. But you can rest assured that if you live or work in a mountain and valley-type environment... It was earthquakes that created that mountain. So the fact that there are earthquakes that have and will happen is a given, unless you live in maybe, I don't know, Kansas. So you're going to need to be up to speed on your earthquakes. Anyway, he called me up and he said, you incompetent fool, how could you let me buy a home right on a fault? reason why he uh, suddenly found that out is because there was a sign not too far away from his house that said, you're crossing a fault line. I had to carefully explain to him that that sign was put up for the benefit of tourists and that the entire valley, as well as the mountain and basin range system, was 
not only a fault line, but a web of fault lines, and that he actually might be better off where he was than down in uh, the city. There's actually a city called Sandy, and there's a reason for that, and that's because their soil is sand. If you have an earthquake and sandy soil, and you mix that with a high groundwater table, you get sand, water, and shake, and now all of a sudden what was good soil now becomes quicksand. I actually had to point out to him that if he's concerned about earthquakes, he's much better off there than if he was another mile down closer into the valley. And again, I had to explain to him that's a sign for tourists, and the whole state was one big web of fault lines. At that point, he calmed down a little bit. If you are inspecting a home, and or as you are inspecting a home, one of the things you're going to be wanting to look for as relates to earthquakes would be earthquake straps. Those are going to be metal. They're two inches. Sometimes you can't see them because the home is finished, but they should be there. The purpose is to tie the foundation to the frame on the home. Now, those are not required in every state because not every state has earthquake issues. That will vary, of course, depending on what state you're in and how prone to earthquakes your state may be. Okay, there are a number of other things that I could tell you about earthquakes. Uh, one of them has to do with water heaters, but that's a subject for another day. Horizontal geologic movement, then, can be earthquakes, it can be landslides, Signs of failure as relates to both, you are going to see some pretty substantial cracks that are going to be roughly on a 45-degree angle. Maybe they curl and go towards a 45-degree angle. Tiny cracks just happen. They're going to happen in concrete. They're going to happen in stucco. They're going to happen in slabs. Tiny cracks are just going to happen. It's the bigger cracks that get wider from one space to another that are trying to tell you a story. One last story that I want to tell you. I did an inspection for a guy who was going to buy a huge property on a hillside. He'd had somebody to tell him that that was just the property for him and that he should buy it. He was paying top dollar for it. He didn't have any money. He didn't have any construction skills. And this property was a disaster. It didn't have an HVAC system. The electrical system was a mess. Imagine being built on this hillside. One of the entire walls going down the hillside had no foundation at all. It was just bricks stacked on top of each other stacked on top of the dirt in the hillside. I don't generally pass or fail any home, but after I found out what this guy could do, or maybe all the things that he could not do, and the fact that he did not have any money or any knowledge, I told him that I would not go any further, and I figured I was going to lose an important client because I just killed the deal. And like I say, generally, you don't want to pass or fail a home. You just make sure that the client is clear on what he's got. I killed this deal. I went sheepishly back to the realtor to explain what I had done. And he said, thank you. That guy was my dad, and he would not take anybody's advice. So I asked him to call you. And so I actually talked to this guy out of making about a $700,000 huge mistake. This is why it's always most important to take care of your customer first, put service 
to that client above everything else, and you'll be rewarded with success and more business. Now, go out there, make me proud.